it's about not about the attention, but it is about they need the spiritual affirmation from their spiritual family. Otherwise, you know, they're going to go to other places to find that. Welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Truth. My name is Aaron Davis, and we have Sean Mitchell from Otherworldly with us today. Everybody give him some love. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. As you can see, representing the merch right now, Otherworldly is a Christian organization that is very similar to Aletheia in a lot of ways. And so, Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on at Otherworldly? Yeah, sure thing. And thank you, Aaron, for having me and... um, letting us talk about otherworldly and other things we have got going on so um yeah let's start with who am i i'm sean mitchell um i'm a creative um entrepreneur um seeking to create um uh organization similar to aletheia um and organizing uh creatives and artists um from around the world who have common interests and in, um obviously the faith journey of christ um uh and using their gifts and talents to point everyone and culture um back to uh the gospel and god himself uh so yeah that's kind of uh basically in a nutshell like what we uh stand for as a (laughs) i guess as a a teaser for what we're about to get into yeah that's awesome so if people don't know yeah for us with aletheia uh, aletheia legacy we exist to partner equip with other ministries, other artists, creatives, institutions, churches, all of the above. And I always feel the need to say that because I don't want to feel like I leave anyone out. Right. But right. we specifically look to create beauty, uh, engage the culture, and inspire the world. Mm-hmm. And I think it was uh, not quite a year yet, but when we discovered Otherworldly, I think maybe over the summer, uh, seeing that you guys had a similar mission and right. vision, but kind of from a different angle and a different perspective, which really mm-hmm. excites me. Could you tell us a little bit about your vision for Otherworldly? Yeah, sure thing, of course. Uh, so starting uh, with, yes, very similar mission. Um, our It's easy just to go to our mission statement is shifting culture through art with the gospel. Um, so basically it's the, it's the same mission as Lathia of, you know, creating beauty that is uh, excellent and can inspire the world um, to um, point people back to the gospel story um but like you said it is through it is through a different angle um so i guess it would kind of help to talk about projects that are exist that uh are good examples of this uh idea and if you think about it uh so let's go with the obvious things like uh the chronicles of narnia right mm. c.s lewis a famous christian apologist um and writer and literary i mean he's in the you know english western canon of being some like the finest uh one of the finest literature writers of all time, right? For sure, for sure. So, uh, and you know, the Chronicles of Narnia on their own is just a beautiful allegory of the story of Christ and the the mankind. Like the whole the whole story, like from point A to Z, is oh wow, this is like deep, profound literature of the reality of Christ. So. And of course, you know, like any great student, I didn't read all of Nar- the Chronicles of Narnia books, but I remember going through those books and even watching the film adaptations in the classroom of my schools. And I remember it being like, you know, a popular franchise and all that, but I never realized until I actually like came to faith and like studied um, deeper into like Christian apologetics and stuff like that, that C.S. Lewis was one, a Christian, and mm-hmm. that two, it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, Chronicles of Narnia 
Aslan is the lion that like overcomes the of the grave, the death, and he is he's resurrected. Like, the whole like the type story of Jesus is um, supersede onto the character of Aslan, and. Like as a kid, some people find that obvious, yeah. but I'm just a kid in grade school and I'm like, I don't really get it. But, um, so anyway, that story, um, obviously Lord of the Rings, uh, and even controversially, uh, Harry Potter, I think have significantly been, um, all these stories and franchises have contextualized the, the gospel, whether knowingly or not, and, um, mm-hmm. have put it to culture to see it. And people have slow, not uh, ingested it because we're in the state of the world that we're in, but works like that have kind of um, showcased beauty in a sense that um, we seek to create things like that, like stories that aren't um, retellings literally of, hey, here's, here's a film of Jesus again dying on a cross, but making art that is showing that story yet through a, a different angle um so th- those are things that um like that's way down the line though so you know eventually we that's a big hope that we would love to get into um telling stories like that uh but that's um right now not part of our um our main focus as of yet but yeah, yeah definitely a goal to uh create stories that again shift culture through art and with the gospel um so that that's kind of the, i guess the uh the framework that i would love to work in uh when the time is right and the lord leads to that opportunity yeah 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 what are some of the things that you guys got going on right now to where you feel like you're fulfilling that mission right right so uh right now uh, for many people, they know us through our um, mainly our Instagram page, where you'll see um, my anything that's graphic design work as of right now is myself doing um, the design work, and I usually like to try to tell a story within the piece of whatever the design is. Um, sometimes it's just a subject with some cool fonts and stuff like that. Or other times, if you know, if you actually read the caption and see what I'm kind of getting at, the 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 image tells more of a story than than you realize um but yeah that's that's one avenue where we're in right now is just um every day putting out some type of content um that is um i'm not gonna use i don't like using the word trendy because that's not i don't mm-hmm. i think that's such a, a gross word sometimes <laughs> but uh it is uh in a sense uh trendy uh we try to focus on using um elements in our design philosophy of urban or not necessarily because like you know most of christian design stuff is like pretty flowers or um like very very clean aesthetic right right so that's our it's and there's a time and place for all that and that's great but for um my context my background um and other people i'm sure who can relate to like my story or um, the mission of otherworldly, you got to have some, some mess in your stuff sometimes. Right. So, um, a lot of our, my graphic work on Instagram revolves around like graffiti Mm. or, um, more again, like urban inspired, uh, kind of typography. Yeah. So, so that's, um, anyway, that's one channel and, uh, avenue that we're going down to, um, again, contextualize the gospel, um, to the, um, uh, to be for it to be palatable and relatable to um others in um in culture um and a 
kind of other thing we're also pursuing is building an online uh, Discord community where artists can, you know, come together, interact, and kind of, again, it's an extension of the same ideas of um, being kind of... I wouldn't <laughs> with the times, right? Like um, with each other. So like I always encourage people in our discord, like, Hey, study around like the spheres of influence around you, like um, in the church so you can, and study from the world as well to um, be able to own your craft well and not just, um, you know, not learn from what others do. Uh, I feel like that's one of the most dangerous ways to uh, stagnate your creative uh, development for sure. So, otherworldly and um we gotta we're 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 repping right now (laughs) (laughs) yes sir sir. you got some some nice merch be sure to check out the merch we're gonna put the link and the the youtube video and uh check us out on our social media accounts and we'll be sure to tag otherworldly so that they can get connected to it but as you can see o-t-h-r-w-r-l-d L-Y, so we're, we're missing some vowels there. Yeah. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about where the name, the design, yeah. where, where, where does the name come from? So um, kind of a rabbit hole of thought, but I'll try to summarize quickly. Um, so I grew up um, and inspired by, you know, again, like hip hop culture, street culture, um, and a lot of people in the street and hip hop spheres, um, when referring to artists like other rappers or uh, visionaries, whoever, they'll be like, oh, dude, that guy's an alien, or like he's like just not from here, like he's different. Notably, people who say things like that are like Pharrell, yeah, or even and the um, Neptunes. The Neptunes, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. whole thing was, uh, you know, they they started the label Star Trek, and when they did that, they adopted the 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 Vulcan salute from Leonard Nimoy, yeah, uh, which is which is fat. that's a, another rabbit hole to get into, but I, I won't <laughs> go there yet. But yeah. we'll probably touch on that here in a second, but. Um, yeah, it, and from there, I, um, I've always been inspired by that, right? Like I was like, oh yeah, like yeah, artists are kind of funky. They're not from here. Like yeah, yeah, okay, different, um, different, right? Um, but then you know, as I've given my life to the Lord, um, over the course um, of my development and my walk with Him, you know, I remember He kind of just he He gave me that verse out of John seventeen. You know, He's in the garden. He said to me right right before he's about to get crucified he's he's praying to the father just you know this is where you know he's saying god if it not my will be done but your will um he's but then he goes into starts praying for his future followers and he's asking that the lord will protect them because um like he's sending us into the world and he's not he's not taking us out of it and he's you know all those famous prayers right but notably what stuck out to me it hit me um it was john 17 16 where he says that they are not of this world even as i am not of this world and then all of a sudden that like hyperlink connected between what jesus was saying and what like pharrell and a couple other people have said about artists and it's like you know jesus is the like one true artist Mm -hmm. you know that's 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 john one right uh, the word was in the beginning. Nothing was made that was made if it was not by him. Right. Yeah. So it's like, if, if, if that's all true, then Jesus is like the OG artist. And, sure. it, and if he's saying he's not of this world, we're not of this world. I, there's those dots connect uh, in a way where it's like, wow. Yeah. We're, we're, we're otherworldly. Right. Um, but so yeah, that, that's the, um, where the name came from as for the stylization of the name, uh, O-T-H-R-W-R-L-D-L-Y, period. Um, that is just, I mean, most like trendy 
again that word i hate it but you know it's the only thing i could think of uh trendy things uh you know tend to opt out vowels just uh as like a cool like um what's the thing the word where it's not um not a my, uh whatever whatever it is doesn't matter um but you know but again that also that has kind of biblical roots too in a way um when uh the holy name of god yahweh when if written out um fully in our english alphabet is y-a-h-w-e-h yeah right um but as a symbol of respect the the um ancient hebrews would write out uh y-w or y-h-w-h right and then it's like okay so they took out the vowels that that's interesting and as a form of like um, not writing out his name out of reverence. And then obviously that gets later adopted into uh, writing my Lord or Lord Adonai. Um, and our English translation just says the Lord in all caps. Um, so yeah, anywhere you see that, it actually is referring to Yahweh, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that word. So um, again, that's also an inspirational thing. We're not saying otherworldly is divine or anything like <laughs> that, but it's just like, oh, hey, look, like they did it for yeah, God's there's name. a There's yeah. a cool connection there. Yeah, because... Yeah. Uh, Oh, the 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 Hebrew language without the vowels, yeah, it's very very much different. But I did I actually thought of that uh, comparison yeah. uh, whenever I first uh, saw saw the name. So that that's awesome. That's really cool. So as you as you look to inspire artists and help other creatives that are out there, mm-hmm. and specifically with Christians who are in the creative field, what do you find currently Christians need the most in an artistic um, atmosphere. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good question. Cause there's several needs, um, uh, multiple needs, particularly for the Christian artist. Um, I think arguably the biggest need, um, in, in the sense of being a creative and a follower of Christ is, um, the affirmation from the church Mm. Um, but uh, we're in a time right now where that doesn't exist necessarily, um, where, you know, we see that the church often doesn't have categories for art. They think, you know, if you're artistic, you know, that means you might lean one way on the political spectrum. And if you lean that way, then you're, you're wrong or whatever, not to say that all churches are like that, but it's a common thread with a lot of creatives. They feel like that they can't express themselves because for whatever reason, they get shoehorned and categorized into being um, a certain a certain type of person when that's not necessarily true at all for yeah. a majority of, actually any artist like no artist is like another mm. um, the only thing they're looking for is to be validated that their their worldview and perspective um, you know although faulty as we all have faulty worldviews and that's what sin does right um, distorts the way we think I think that um we just the local bodies of churches around the world need to be aware that we often don't make room for creatives um we do in some senses like you know it's typical that the worship leaders and um people who are in charge of the obviously more creative ministries uh are there they obviously are creative right like that that makes sense but even just being able to be like having um allowing people to freely express like their art, like having art displays in the the church. Like I can't think of many churches that have done that at 
any point in time that I've been following Christ uh, as like a that they do that regularly kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's it's never been like a in place for anybody. Um, so I think that yeah, it just that's the, probably the biggest need, um, making room for the artists in the church to be able to express their gifts and talents um, in a way that, you know, isn't like, wow, look at me. Like I can do it's, it's not, you know, it's about not about the attention, but it is about um, they need the spiritual affirmation from um, their spiritual family. Otherwise, you know, they're going to go to other places to find that in, in the world. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really good. So, and when you say that, you know, there's this community that needs that and they need some affirmation, it sounds uh, a little bit like kind of what you guys are doing with your Discord channel. So can you tell me a little bit more about what, what you guys are doing with that channel? Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, we recently, uh, I mean, when I say recently, <laughs> at least uh, over the past year or so, we've tried to meet twice a month. Um, on Discord, our online community, where uh, people can come, join, share what they do um, and how they do their process. We encourage people to like live stream their creating process um, with our channels and everything. So it's up for them. But yeah, we'll try to meet one or twice every month, once for um, a teaching and edification of. Um, you know, solid biblical teaching, um, for myself. And then also like a creative encouragement, um, just, you know, Hey, this is how you, um, like as a Christian artist, like let's like, we'll dive into a text of scripture. Um, like for example, we did, um, Ecclesiastes, right. Um, ran through the whole opening of the book, um, which ends in, um, Solomon saying in his wisdom that there's nothing new under the sun, Mm. but we contextualize that to say, so if you're a creative, you know, you're not, you're not really creative. You're an artist who knows how to riff off of ideas that have already been mm-hmm. presented mm-hmm. in the world. You're just reframing those ideas to appear new. Um, so, and you know, God's the only being in all of the cosmos that can actually create from nothing. Yeah. We're, we're, we can't do that. We can't, you know, I can't make atoms appear in my hand right now. I can't, you know, I'm not literally creative, but I do possess the ability to recontextualize something to appear new. So yeah, we, um, just an example of how we would use, um, the, the text to sort of, uh, teach creative gifting, um, in that. So that's one, that's one meeting we do a month. The other is a more casual, laid-back uh, community, kind of like game night type thing. Mm. We'll have people come out, um, fellowship, um, catch up on, you know, how you doing? How's your day? Like, uh, I heard, I remember you were saying that your mom was in the hospital last week. Is she doing better? Like, what's going on with that? Like, you know, just casual uh, while playing video games online. Because I know creatives, <laughs> we tend to like our games. Uh, but... Yeah, so that's that's uh, right now what we do. Uh, the goal for that whole online Discord community is that they can all um, just get connected to each other, and projects can be born out of those connections, right? So, like, if you know one person's like, "Hey, I'm a music producer, and I would love to work with a Christian artist," the lot the problem a lot of times is that. Christian music producers don't can't find the yeah. Christian artists or the Christian artists can't find, you know, the Christian music producers. So, you know, we're hoping that this can one day be like a hub for people to like 
find other people and be like, oh, like I'm gonna go hit the otherworldly Discord server and find them and like, hey, is anyone here who can you know who wants to use this beat or anyone here who can fit this style? Like, not just music, obviously, but um, for all art forms. Like, yeah, if you're a yeah, creative yeah. director and you're looking for an actor who can hit this role right, um, boom, you know, you find the person you want or put out a request um, with uh, within the Discord and like oh okay the, like this guy says he's interested you know, things like that so yeah. um that's like that's the um the big goal for the whole thing is like i want other people to uh get connected with each other like the like as the body of christ but just on online <laughs> yeah I, what i think is crazy and you you've mentioned this as well in our in our private talks mm-hmm. is that you know, we are states away, uh, over eight hours of distance. <laughs> and, uh, for us to be in a room right now, we had to get on a plane. And, and so what I think is crazy is that separately we have a similar vision, right. a similar understanding of a major problem that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, in Christian circles, uh, the church, uh, although obviously not perfect, uh, flawed, falls short of the glory of God, uh, but has been redeemed uh, by the by the precious blood Amen. of Jesus. Amen. But one of the culturally problem cultural problems that we see uh, right now is this kind of separation between the church and creatives. Yeah. And I have experienced this on a more, I would say, I guess an academic level because I worked in the school systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas it seems like you've been you've been in this field and in the trenches like all <laughs> along and seeing yeah. like, man, there's a disconnect here. Yeah. And my heart would break every year. I would, every year, it didn't, it didn't fail. I, I would have to write a recommendation letter for a student, an artistically, beautifully talented student mm. and if they were serious about their artistry, it was essentially like they needed to consider leaving their Christian bubble and their Christian circle. And the only ones who could take care of them and allow them to grow was found in a secular university or at a, a different with a different school of thought. Right. And maybe they don't go to school, but maybe they get a coach or something else and it, it kind of takes them away. And that, that broke my heart. And that was kind of the essence of what started Aletheia was we wanted something different. And it sounds like you have the same heartbeat. So there may be other organizations that are out there that are similar to Aletheia, similar to Otherworldly, which if you're out there and you are listening, we want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, so Amen. so be sure to connect to us. But what's your hope and what's your mm. dream for organizations like Aletheia, organizations like Otherworldly? What do you hope to see in the coming years uh, in the relationship with the church? Yeah, a great question. Um, I, I would hope there to be... to to just have that understanding that creatives are um i think uh that, that that's thomas jerry i believe said this could be wrong from humble beast thomas terry yeah 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 from humble beast it was either him or it was brent mccracken i can't remember right now but um whoever said it credits to them um this is not my thought but the artists need the church and the church needs the artists with those two without each other kind of go into dangerous places. Mm. Um, so I, I, that, that's the hope that, you know, through, you know, the efforts that we put in and other organizations like Otherworldly and Aletheia, you know, is a global thing that the church will begin to see the need and say, 
oh, like we we should be helping these people and support them so that, you know, they can continue to do the work and uh, the hands and feet of Jesus, but within their respected mediums and, uh, and art forms. Because, um, you know, and I obviously, I mean, I feel like we're in the dark ages right now because for whatever reason, post enlightenment, you know, we just, you keep seeing this steady decline of art being in the church, mm. like enlightenment time, you know, like it was like the church was the, the spot for the artists, right? Like the, the, the visionaries, like the all coming from, um, the, the, uh, from the church, but, um, like Renaissance enlightenment time frame, not like Thomas Jefferson, uh, enlightenment era stuff anyway. Um, but like they, uh, that, and it's just crazy to me because it's like, you know, most of your like music wise, right? Like we're going to take, um, let's take Bach. Bach is the founder of Western tonality. Uh, not the founder, maybe necessarily, but he laid so much groundwork mm. for why we, when we hear, uh, 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 major one chord moving to uh, a, a major four chord to a five seven chord going back to one it makes sense in our brains mm. because he developed a framework for counterpoint that made that model of harmony work out in the end and where did Bach start the church Bach was like writing music for the church. That was primarily why he was doing music. And then, you know, read a lot of his private letters to people. And he thought music was uh, created for the beauty to reflect on the beauty of God. Like that's, that that's like to me where, you know, it was like clear in that point of time where, you know, we understood as a church, like, Yes, the arts are gods. It's not. It's not. It doesn't belong to any camp, any political ideology. Ideology. It is gods. But over the past, you know, 100, 200 years, it's just been this decline of, mm. you know, that that's not reflected anymore. The the church is not the hub anymore for the mm. artists. The artists have to go, like you said, like writing that letter of recommendation to, uh, you know, uh, a secular teacher or whatever. And that's not a bad thing. God's gifted the uh, human beings in general sure. with those gifts and abilities. So it, it's not a bad thing per se, but yes, it does open up a can of worms for, okay, spiritually, are they being nourished, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, we don't know the ethics of, the ins and outs of that person's private life, how right. will it eventually, you know, it might affect that student. And historically, um, what we've known over the last several years is that typically it's going to be from an art, from a secular worldview that's going to be very anti-God. Right, 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 exactly. And and when we, and that's the, that's the, that's the thing, is if we don't allow the arts to be back integrated um, into the church, um, then we're going to lose out on... Um, seeing the world just keep getting more devolved because as i know that you say all the time is that you know the arts the media entertainment they they shape culture around us whether mm -hmm. we realize it or not um and that's if we can't step up to that plate then you know we have a lot of um i don't mean to be like 
provocative, I guess, when I say this, but we have a lot of blood on our hands if we mm. if we don't if we don't step up to the plate and uh, create things that actually speak speak to the world um, at the end of the day because it's something to steward. And if we're not stewarding it well, then I do think that's on us for not doing it well yeah. as as the church, I should say. I'll clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my hope that the the church will realize the need for the artist, and the artist will realize the need for the church. Yeah. It really does seem indirectly. I've heard pastors from the pulpit reference those who are in arts and media as the enemy. Right. You know, and I understand why. You know, when For people sure. say mm-hmm. Hollywood or, you know, New York or whatever, um, and they're referencing a certain subculture that does not complement scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it saddens me to think that, you know, the church could do something about that and the church could come alongside, mm-hmm. cultivate these artists, uh, indoctrinate them properly, but also allow them to flourish and then equip them to go out and use their skill sets for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think both of us, that's our that's our heartbeat. And so yeah. it's really, really cool that, uh, that, that we found you guys and we've been able to connect and, um, and so love having you on the show. And so what we're going to do is that this is going to be part one of two episodes on the podcast. Be sure to check us out on our next episode where we're going to sit down and we're going to talk a little bit about Transcend, an event that Otherworldly hosts every year. Can't we talk about that? But uh, until next time, I'm going to call them aliens. <laughs> Be sure to check out Otherworldly. Uh, follow them, give them a like, share their material. Sean does great work and his crew of people that he is connected with. Be sure to show them some love. And if you need uh, help finding them, be sure to connect with us at Alathia Legacy. See you guys next time.